wig. It's hot local singles. Hi, welcome to Hot Local Singles, your favorite podcast about nothing. Because today we are doing hot topics with me. Juan is your beautiful co-host and editor, Josh. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Yeah, we have here Juan of Wendy Williams fame. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> when I Which is new. Big, yeah, I have to credit Wendy Williams. I can just get into it right now. You had the grid spot right beside her chair on the crazy, ground, yeah. like yeah. on the ground, on the lower level. I like to think they chose based on attractiveness. But mm-hmm. I know they didn't because I know. Right, so like most zoom. attractive on the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. But the thing is that um, there was like 50 of us. So only half of us made it onto the screen. Oh, that sucks, actually. Yeah. Because, yeah, it's like a grid of like maybe like five by, yeah, like five by five or something. Yeah. And I was wondering if there were people like above it that I couldn't see. You got lucky, actually. So it was like 50 of us. So um, you were on Wendy Williams, a virtual audience. Was, okay. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to Holocaust Singles, your favorite <laughs> podcast about hot topics and homosexual agenda. That's right. <laughs> Fully an agenda. Okay, tell us. Tell me so everything. I was a virtual guest on Wendy Williams. How did this happen? I can't remember because I was stoned. Someone <laughs> asked me how this came to be, but I think I was just stoned one night. And I, I don't remember exactly what happened, but it was probably me being like, Right, Wendy, Wendy Williams is having virtual guests. I'm sure it doesn't matter that I'm not in New York. I could probably do it. So I signed up. My first regret was not waiting and asking someone because it would have been way more fun with a friend. I wish I was there. Yeah. And then they a week before the recording, they like did a tech test, which was like useless. They just basically make sure that you have a laptop. Hmm. And then the, the day of the thing, you have to sign up an hour beforehand. You have to like go on Zoom an hour before they start recording the show. And it was like 50 of us, I want to say. I don't know how many people fit in one Zoom like gallery view, but it was two of those. Right. And it was like for an hour, it was just one of the assistants just like entertaining us. But like it was pretty <laughs> boring. She like she was this like New York woman in her probably mid-40s. And you can tell that she was like just not into it, but she was just like this quintessential New York attitude, just like forget about it kind of vibes. okay <laughs> you know what i mean um and then people were just like talking well yeah it was me and four other faggots and then the rest was like black women black like right. women in their 30s to 40s or 50s I and love. gladys one of them told us that she does this on a weekly basis she's done wendy a bunch of times she did drew barry more recently she applied to kelly ripa um <laughs> And then the and then there was this gay guy who would be like, "Okay, guys," because it was just like for an hour it was just us talking to each other. And then this guy was like, "Okay, guys, let me just tell you something." And everyone was like, "Oh my god, what is he gonna say? What is he gonna say?" And then he would be like, "So I love Wendy." It would be like, but he would do this constantly. He was like, "Guys, guys, guys, I really need to tell you something." And then he would say something like, "I just love Norman." And it's like so stupid. But the, not the, Norman. The lead up to the actual thing was the most fun, I feel like, because we were just talking to people, like, I was talking to, like, deranged strangers, and everyone was, like, high on, high on this, like, weird experience that you wouldn't do on a day-to-day basis. 
High on Hollywood, baby. Yeah, exactly. That's funny. The pre was better than the main event, as always. As always. (laughs) (laughs) For our Patreon subscribers, you know that the pre-show is always better than the action. (laughs) You know the pre-com is better than com. Stop. Sweeter. (laughs) It is sweeter, no? I don't know. (laughs) I think so. That's so funny. That's so funny that you did that. It was pretty, it was a waste of time. I didn't recommend it because it was like. It seems like they didn't need to keep you for that pre-show. Like, no. That was like in a way to like satisfy. Not for an hour. The intern's egos or something, you know, to like entertain you for an hour. And I think it's just like underestimating how like tech savvy people can be. Like, I think they, they thought they needed an hour to like go through like basic things. Like, yeah, it was always just like people didn't have it, their phones horizontally or whatever. Right. Um. And then while it was happening, I realized that I had to talk during the pre-show because in order to be on the first screen, you have to be one of the ones who recently talk. And I know this from using Zoom is that if you don't talk for a long time, you end up being like the last one on the second screen. So every once in a while, I'd be like, like laugh with my mic on. And they ask, like, <laughs> they would ask, like, who's not from the U.S.? And I was like, oh, my God, I'm from Canada. And just being like, I'm from Montreal. It's so fun. And I was like, who else is from Canada? And these girls were like, me. That's um, so cute. And then, yeah. I can't believe you caught on to that trick. So you were on the first window. I was, so, yeah, when you watch the show, the episode, mm. which is the Friday one with Joe Grice, I'm mm-hmm. on the, like, when the show opens and she does yeah. hot topics, I'm when she sits down for the first time. Yeah. yeah, I'm so happy that I got to do the iconic "How you doing?" Yeah, yeah I saw <laughs> that. It was so good, and you sure did. At yeah, first, I, sure I was did, like, yeah. at first I saw you and you were like maybe not as into it as, as I was hoping, but then like when that "How you doing?" came around, you were like all and you like dove in. <laughs> you know why it looked like that? Because we were clapping for legit five minutes. Up bet, to yeah. when she actually, they actually showed us. Everyone so was I, doing like a curt, like tiny yeah, queens clap, you exactly. know, and you were like, you were smiling, but you were like over it, I guess. <laughs> I was just like really, I was like laughing a lot. But That's at that so point funny. I thought that it, we were done clapping because it had been so long. And then I realized that we were on screen. So mm-hmm. I like shifted quickly, did the how you doing. And that was it. I guess halfway through it, I got really distracted and I was looking at my phone a lot. So they turned off my camera and then turned it back on. And they so they kicked me back down to the last thing. So you couldn't see me after again. Oh, okay. Yeah. During the Joe Gudice part, I'm not like on the screen because they kicked me out because I got distracted. Fair enough. I wasn't engaging. Yeah, fair enough. I got what You have to be like iconically gay to stay on that. Yeah. In <laughs> fact, one of the guys who like stayed in the middle was this Irish dude who was like iconically gay. Wow. And by iconically, I mean like histrionically and like annoyingly gay. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't watched Wendy in so long. I um, I used to watch it with my whole like household um, when I lived at Bloor and Lansdowne with my roommates. We would watch Hot Topics every single day. No, I don't think you... No, you don't. Hmm. Or Alec. I guess you kind of know Alec. Alec's listening, actually. Hi, Alec. Hi, Alec. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I mean, yeah, it did get depressing after a while. There's like a, a bleakness, mm-hmm. you know, once you listen, once you start watching Hot Topics every day. But it's so fun for a while. Like, I think I want to get back into it. I'm ready, you know? That's actually how I felt during the recording. There was like a weird bleakness of like, this is so unemployed housewife activity of me to be doing. <laughs> <laughs> I bet, yeah. yeah. 
I mean, you saw the demographic. I know, exactly. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and crack this. I'm drinking orange wine. I have never had that in my life. I'm drinking mango hard seltzer, but not the one you think. You love a seltzer. It's like this skinny with a drink. Yeah, it is. Although it's malt, so it's kind of not. Oh, yeah, it's um, Bangarang brand. I was like, Skrillex? It's like barley or something, right? Yeah, yeah. It's basically beer with no carbs, though, somehow. Oh, that's good. I don't really understand it. It's the carbs that matter. Tea. Okay, so speaking of Alec, speaking of mm. Patreon, speaking of patrons, our little <laughs> locals, our little hotties. Or the listener. Or the listener. No listeners yet. Based on the tears, at least. <laughs> yeah. But we do have 10 total people, so cheers to you, I guess. Because that's... Let's cheers right now, Josh. Like, okay, cheers. Yeah. Cheers. Clink through the phone. And to the listeners, you too, take a sip. Mm. Yeah, I was going to, like, dedicate a Basement Jack song to each of you, but um, <laughs> I kind of, like, couldn't. It was, like, a little bit too much work, actually. <laughs> It was like I a long imagine, week, you know? <laughs> I can definitely imagine that being like way too much work. Yeah, like something about scrolling song titles. I was like, <laughs> and like maybe even like making a spreadsheet, you know? I was yeah. like, this is actually a lot. And you had to listen to them because you couldn't just dedicate some something without listening to it. Okay, listen, that I had no problem with. I've been listening <laughs> so much this week to Basement Jack. Remedy, especially their first album. I've, I've like never listened. I don't know anything about their this You don't know the name. Their career, no. Maybe I should dedicate a song to you. Yeah, you should. <laughs> Maybe like you need it most. Or do me a playlist, like top five songs so I can get into them. Yeah, I would love to do that. And in fact, I would argue their top five songs are their top five Spotify songs right now. Well, that never happens, it's, I feel like. it. Ne- thank you for saying that. It never happens. <laughs> it never happens. But with this artist, with this iconic duo, it happened. It's, are they I mean, British? It's, the proof is in the pudding. It happened. Yeah, they are British. They are British. It's something about electronic duos, they're always British. You're right. You yeah. Know? I don't know that actually, but that's my theory. I think you'd be shocked at how the singles that are currently in the top five sound to this very day. They sound great. Routine. They don't sound like 2001. They don't sound like 1999. They Is really that don't. what they are? That's what they are, yeah. Oh, crazy. Somehow in my head, I thought they were like contemporary and used to like disclosure or something like that. I get like that. Like way near... But I guess they're not. Yeah, I and also that, like yeah. on Spotify it says fans also like the Chemical Bro- Brothers, Groove Armada. So I guess they are old. It's a dead giveaway that they're like old. Yeah, if yeah. if Groove Armada is yeah. involved, <laughs> and they the like didn't. It's like Gen X music. I guess like yeah, exactly. Chemical Brothers for sure. I guess Groove Armada like has fans still, but they don't quite have the cachet as um, as Basement Jacks, do they? Right. Not quite. No. Or like I Brand only... Van. I only know of Groove Armada from porn, actually. From what? Porn. Pornography. What do you mean? Gay images. Like a soundtrack? Gay naked, yeah. There used oh. to be there used to be this gay... It wasn't even a studio. It was just a dude who made videos. What was it called? Like Black Spark or something like that. Wow. They were honestly really hot. Well, at least at the time, I was like a teenager, and they were so hot. Just like Twunks, New York Twunks. And he hmm. also played, like, apart from Groove Armada, they also had, what was it? Like a Frank Ocean song before Frank Ocean had even done Shannon Orange. Like, the, was it any of that mixtape that he did before that? Anyways, he, he, like, he made 
like artsy porn with indie music that at the time also was kind of artsy. And that's how I knew of Groove Armada. That is, I'll say it, Smexy. Yeah, Smexy. <laughs> Smexy. <laughs> that's crazy. I've never heard of that. And honestly, I feel like I would have been into it at the time. Yeah, you would have. I feel like you would be into it right now. I'm trying to find videos I can see. Currently, yeah. <laughs> Although, like, what year are we talking? Like, 06? Like, 2010? No. Like, no, no, no. Like, 10. Probably, like, 2010, 2011. Like, pre-Tumblr a little bit? Or, like, just about there? I think Tumblr existed, but I personally only got into Tumblr, like, when I was far too old to be into Tumblr. Like, 2013 <laughs> when I was, like, 22. Okay, cool. Cool, yeah. cool, cool. For me, um, some of the first, like, hot guy online experience was like all american guys i'm gonna go look if it still exists all american guys must be dot com <laughs> that's you <laughs> and it was like not porn right like yeah. actively not porn yeah so it still it? exists holy shit i guess like fitness models like america's uh, sexiest yeah. men but it was like membership but they had like so many pics i like found ways to josh off anyway you know yeah as like as like a early teen like you know and it looks exactly the same it's like a vintage look it's like an Dude. abercrombie model catalog look that's kind of sexy though i mean i don't know how i found it but i probably searched like hot guys you know <laughs> probably googled like abs or something <laughs> not abs <laughs> <laughs> yes abs. i started my porn habits with like um blogs of not even like actual naked dudes but like mm celebrities shirtless or whatever what was the name of the one that i really liked i can't remember oh that's, that's something i would search for always yeah yeah exactly yeah and then through that i like graduated into like hardcore shit but it took me like a year of like shirtless dudes to like start looking for actual <laughs> sexual hats <laughs> shirtless dudes yeah sometimes yeah. that's all it takes yeah honestly especially when you're a teenager and you're horny as fuck all the time hold on i'm looking up another one i just sent you links to the, uh, the one that i was talking about I cannot wait to look later. In fact, the video that I sent you, I think, is the one that has Groove Armada on it. You sent me a video? <laughs> Amazing. We're, like, sharing porn live. We can, like, yeah, this is crazy. <laughs> we can, like, link it in the Patreon. Okay, anyway, I can't remember the name, but this other one, it was also, like, softcore, was, like, overhead shots of people laying on a bed, head only, Mm-hmm. And it would be like them joshing off or like chilling <laughs> off. <laughs> Not joshing. Like there were guys and girls separately. Like it wasn't, in a way, it almost like wasn't sexual, but they were oh. fully like coming face. They weren't like touching each other or anything. No, it was just oh, solos. Okay. Oh, solo. Team. And the the idea was like their face and that was all you got. And I was like, yeah. I was so obsessed with it. I was like, <laughs> this is the best thing I've ever seen. That's like Andy Warhol has that movie that is just like, um, <laughs> just like the face of a guy getting a blowjob. Very oh, yeah, it them. is like that. Yeah. I was thinking today, I actually texted you earlier, remind me to tell you about my theory about Joe Biden and Grindr. So curious about this theory. So I have two things to say about Grindr. Mm-hmm. Today was like a rony day for everyone, I think. It was like nice really? out. It's Saturday, oh, yeah. by the way, listener. Yeah, it was like, I mean, it was nice here at least. It was like 22 or something. It was like 21 here. I just feel like everyone was charged. Like it was like it was kind of. I like literally like fanned myself. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was funny today. And to be fair, I think I had a better week than most people. Like I didn't pay attention to like fallout of Trump leaving the hospital right. that much. Like I was like, this doesn't really seem. It's like almost tabloidy. I was like, I don't really. I don't feel stupid for not paying attention. You know what I mean? 
I mean, it is tabloidy, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it is. You're right. And I'm right. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you said it first. I just agreed. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gaslighting myself. So, I don't know. I was in a good mood, I guess. Kind of all week, for once, right? Mm. I, like, bought a couple chains on michaelhill.ca. Oh, yeah. Like, just slim, like, sterling chains that are going to look great. I love that. I don't know, guy. But they're, like, shipping from Australia. So, it's like, anyway, that's irrelevant. Yeah, I did some, like, shopping, whatever. I, like, bought some Adidas face masks. I've been feeling good all week. Adidas face mask? Yeah, they sell masks, like what? black ones. Oh, I, I'm a, I, my head, I thought, like, like skincare mask. Oh, no, like, no, um, no. you know, COVID Like masks. a COVID, yeah. I went to Uniqlo, but they only had white ones. I was like, these are going to yellow or something gross. Yeah, that's you know? gross. I, like, I don't like that. So I, I went to Adidas and they had them. I tried on two track suits. I'm really going off the rails here. Anyway, <laughs> grinder. So my point is, I've been feeling good. I went on grinder today. Mm-hmm. Um, I cannot help but notice mm-hmm. that Grinder is going to be the downfall of gay men in COVID. <laughs> you know what I mean? But saying they're going to give it to each other? Like, right. technology will be our downfall. For sure. Like, our specifically, our downfall. Our generation of gay men. Because straight people aren't on apps like this. They don't have them. They have Tinder. Some of them use it to hook up. I do think people are hooking up, even those people. But I think our people, it's like a, it's a, like a different habit. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's like, like a different a, habit. It's for some, and I include myself in this some, I don't use Grindr, but I used to when I was single. And it becomes just as addictive as like any other thing can be addictive. Like yeah, it, you, it's a grid. You scroll the grid. You, yeah, you scroll a timeline. Yeah. So... Anyway, that was sort of a side thought to a much more important issue. Not our downfall. This other thing about Joe Biden, which mm. is people on Grinder. usually it's like, hey, man, or like, sup, man, or whatever. <laughs> man has been stricken from the record, okay, because of Joe Biden. Joe Biden has made man so ugly Whoa, and so nerdy. An acute observation on the culture. <laughs> <laughs> and the lives of gay men. Well, yeah, he painted the word man on specifically the date of the debate, which I don't remember, but when he was Come like, on, man. shut up, man. Come on, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He like, he made it such a flaccid word. Like an old person word, which it kind of is. Which I feel like it kind of was all along, but it still was yeah. kind of used to kind of like signal, I guess, maleness. Oh, obviously, Absolutely. literally maleness yeah, literally in, on Grinder. Well, it's a, it's a way to like of asserting masculinity. You're already engaging in like acts of sodomy, yet you somehow <laughs> want to retain a bit of your masculinity. You're like, what's up, man? Or like, want to fuck me in the ass? Comma, man. Yeah. It Honestly, it's, it sure does. It's perfect. I mean, yeah. show me a better sentence, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, man has been fully replaced. Found it. Like now if someone calls me that, it's like... Okay, Biden. I mean, you're not getting a response. Okay, Joe. <laughs> Sleepy Joe. Yeah. So it's all about Bud. Like, Bud has been around for a while, too. Oh, but, God, like, no Bud, Bud is back. No Bud. Dude, I mean, that's too vintage. I don't think anyone says that. Bro, I mean, not my yeah. style, but always down for, you know? Really? No. Some people can I mean, pull it off. Bro is, like, trying a way. It's like a man, but trying a bit too hard. <laughs> yeah, because gay guys aren't quite men. I called you sis today and you were so insulted by that. <laughs> I texted Josh, he said, 
something like send me the notes for the podcast sis and he was yeah, yeah. do not call me that it was it was a charged <laughs> sentence listener <laughs> <laughs> you might i might as well just say faggot yeah. basically yeah and you did and i did <laughs> Wait, I was going to say something. Uh, oh, yeah. I find that I tweeted this ages ago, but the straight dudes do that a lot to gay men when they f- mm. when they know you're gay and they want to distance themselves a bit. They call you man or buddy. Wow. When they're trying to be like, like, we're just we're just friends. They definitely do. Like Juan's man, hands buddy. are like up, like facing yeah. forward, palms out right now. Just I'm to pushing visualize. something away and that something is like yeah, homosexuality. Yeah. That's interesting. I think guys call other guys. Okay, I let me let me start that sentence again. Straight guys call straight guys they don't know very well those words too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So there might be overlap with that, mm-hmm. but I do think you're onto something. And especially based on your ex roommates, I think you have a lot of experience with that. Oh yeah, I used to live with a straight man, Michael. Yeah, who we love. He actually doesn't call me man though. Now that I think about it. Or no, buddy. no. I just mean like he had, he would have friends over. Right. And they yeah, would be the types to sure. call you man. Yeah. I'm trying to think also, but I think at the time what I said, which was a joke, I don't actually think is true, but was thinking that when someone calls you man, they're a bottom. When someone calls you buddy. That is funny. Because buddy is so obviously infantilizing. Buddy is like. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. When someone calls you buddy, you might as well just go kill yourself because they're saying you're like <laughs> either like a little brother or someone they want to fuck up the ass. Like, Buddy is just a placeholder for, like, cocksucker to me. Wow. <laughs> I say Bud a lot. <laughs> no, wait, really? <laughs> I, I mean, it's just, it. like, it's it's the medium. I don't know how else to explain it. If someone calls me Buddy, I take it so personally. Huh. Yeah. But you're, like, not really a bottom, to be fair. I'm asexual. Right. You're yeah. a side, an asexual <laughs> side. Remember when we used to call each other sides? Yeah, were we ever? I definitely was. For the listener who doesn't understand what side means, there's tops, there's bottoms, and there's sides. And sides are people who engage in, essentially just, they have sex but never have anal sex, kind of. It's like everything but, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, for sure. Like, when I was deep into grinder, I would rarely fuck in the ass. I would do oral mm-hmm. most of the time. Yeah, that is grindery, isn't it? Okay, so it was like, a long week, as I already said. I've been listening to Lost Culturistas a lot, okay? Oh, Don't really? judge me. Long yeah. week, yeah. <laughs> I know, that's how you know. I, like, really ran out of stuff to do. And you said you had a good week, quote-unquote. <laughs> well, I've been enjoying it. That's the tea. Whoa. So, Matt on that podcast was saying today, or I mean, I guess this week, that he's been fucking again on Grinder, mm-hmm. And he was saying, like... And it was like, it was funny, like, Bowen and the guest, like, the co-host and the guest they had were both like, oh, yeah, well, in COVID, you got to do what you got to do. It was just like, it was like the first time I had heard that sentiment expressed so flippantly, because, like, that's the type of podcast to be, like, so politically correct about right. COVID and, like, everything, really. Dude, dude. Yeah, Like, they're so it? liberal, you know? Yeah. Wait, but I don't get it. How was, like, how was fucking good for COVID? No, more like... In COVID, like mentally, mental health wise, you got to do what you got to do. You got to like survive however you can, which I mean, I can't really argue with, but the story in question was like a 2 a.m. hookup, you know, like one of those, to me, kind of retro things, Retro, kind of like a retro, like a late night things. 
But yeah, it was the first time I had heard that, um, which I guess is also why I think um, our downfall is, in, is, is imminent. <laughs> I mean, we are known to be super spreaders of everything, gonorrhea, chlamydia. In Canada, at least, gay men get free shots of HPV mm-hmm. vaccines, Gardasil, even though men are not affected by it. Like, we don't show symptoms, but because gay men are, we spread diseases we get yeah. the vaccine for like public health purposes. I was talking about it with Sierra recently because she was like, I, what do you mean you get one and I don't? I was like, yeah, I know. Isn't that funny? Oh, Sierra gets one though. The girls really? get one. But, oh, really? oh, you know what? She was aged out of it. So Juan walked <laughs> away and started talking to me. <laughs> Sorry. I um, he said... My, my wine. We're talking about Gardasil. Um, and I got my Gardasil three shots for free... Yeah, the, the the I think the day the age they told me was like 26, 27, and I showed up. It was twenty six, actually. Right, I, f- I showed up for my first shot like the day before I turned twenty six or something like that, or maybe it was twenty six inclusive. Yeah, so they gave me the first one for free, and because they gave me the first one, they just kept giving me the the other two. Where was this? Like, what kind of facility? It's a CLSC, is what they call it in Montreal. It's like a like sexual clinic. health. Yeah, but it was specifically sex. Like, there's a clinic that specializes in gay men like quite literally yeah i love it yeah. i've been there actually like hassle free yeah i've been to the one in montreal because oh, really? i had like this wretched uti in montreal once oh, no. and i was just like fucked i like couldn't function and i was just there for a week because my dad was there oh yeah so i had to like deal with their health care and oh. believe it or not it was hell on earth it's for as an ontario as an ontarian yeah it's an ontarian Anyway, I had to pay for my Gardasil, so I oh, missed shit. it by like a month, yeah. the, the cutoff, and I paid for the three shots. It's Why did you get it? Uh, Just to be like a good citizen? I think because like, I, I had like started the process, but then like felt like I flaked a bit and like forgot for weeks and weeks hmm. and weeks. And then my birthday came January 9th. And then I was, it was like 27 and I couldn't do it for free. But I still wanted to do it. I don't know. It just happened. Right. I mean, it's good, but I feel like men are usually not like affected health-wise if they do get HPV. Right. Like we carry it, but we don't present symptoms or anything like that. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Got it anyway. Yeah, it's like it's good for of, cancer, I guess, too. Yeah, very good of you, honestly. Very, very good of me. Yeah, because now if you fuck a bottom that also happens to fuck women, then you're safe. You're saving women's okay, lives. Okay, fictional thing you just invented. <laughs> <laughs> a bottom who also happens to fuck women. Okay, fantasy writer. <laughs> no, that's a, that's a joke I've ever heard one. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that was our little talk on sex ed. That was a little like after dark moment. Yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, that was fun. What else has happened this week? Great question. I bought a pull-up bar Uh and I installed it today. I wish I had a drill because it took me like over an hour to screw in the brackets. Yeah, it's like, it's like telescopic. So it pushes outwards into the doorframe, but also it has brackets that you screw in. Because you can like change the placement of it. So you screw in the things, not the actual bar, but the things that the bar hangs onto. Right, yeah. So there's three levels. And I'm not really sure. It's not like the easiest to take it out, honestly, but it's pretty easy, I guess. But yeah, I'm like sore as hell. I've been like doing pull-ups every time I walk past it. (laughs) Turns out I can do three, which is more than I thought. That's pretty good. I didn't think I could do them unassisted, but I can. Right. When I was at my peak of shit like that fitness is the word i did like five mm-hmm. tops which is very unimpressive but it took no, me good. a while 
it took me a while to progress from just like doing negative pull-ups just like hanging and then going down to five pull-ups mm. and i was so happy i was so proud of myself wait what are negative pull-ups just like you start at the top of the pull-up and you slowly descend oh i see when you're too weak to do a single pull-up. got it yeah okay yeah um which was my case and it takes a while because you would do like say like sets of 10 negative pull-ups start mm. building until you can do one pull-up and then mm. two blah, blah, blah. um and i it took me i want to say like eight, six months more to get to that point mm. but it took me like two to lose it when COVID started i think i already said this but i heard that muscle memory is a real thing and like even if you've lost the muscle it like comes back faster right you start working yeah. out again i believe in that yeah i should start working out again so actually, on that note, kill me because as of today, which is Saturday, Toronto <laughs> and many Ontario gyms are closed. Yep. Lockdown two. Theaters are closed. I saw Akira on Thursday because I had a hunch this was going to happen. Yeah, you So knew. I saw Akira in 4D, or sorry, in 4K. <laughs> There's like 4D shit. They were trying to make it where they like give you the scent. They spray that you with happening. water. Yeah. <laughs> or spray you with water, yeah. That's the fourth dimension, being wet. <laughs> Yeah, you were, like, ahead of the curve, ahead of the wave. I just knew it. Like, cases were approaching a 1,000. Yeah. Montreal did it. So, yeah. Yeah, it matter, exactly. Yeah. It was a matter of time. Yeah, so I was like, okay, I've been going to the gym every day, and I knew it was going to close again, so I was really pushing it. Have you seen Akira? No, I've never seen Akira. Okay. For the listener, I'm sure the listener knows, depending on who's listening. Like, Eric, I feel like <laughs> Eric knows, you know? Yeah, <laughs> not to dox some of our patrons. <laughs> we appreciate all of you, but um, it's like '80s Japanese, kind of dystopian political anime. I feel like that covered it, right? <laughs> it's pretty good. Well, yeah, Wikipedia describes it as 1988 Japanese animated post-apocalyptic cyberpunk film. You're pretty close. Yeah, cyberpunk. I forgot that part. Yeah, I didn't get it at all. Like, uh, frankly, it sounded good. It looked good. I was like, what did I fucking watch? Like, how annoying. <laughs> how annoying to leave a movie and not even know what yeah. you just watched. But apparently it's because it's all about, like, Japan as a country longing to be a world power again. Oh, wow. That's apparently what That's it's about. an interesting premise. I'm, I want to see it. I'm My knowledge of um, Japanese animation films is pretty bad. Like, I've seen Perfect Blue, I think is the name of the movie. Which is very hot local singles. It's about a pop star. Fun. I've never heard of it. You should watch it, actually. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Oh, you should watch it. It's really fun. If you like, well, I don't know if you like the Kira, but it's similar. And by similar, I mean they're from the same country. So that's pretty rare. <laughs> Akira looked good and sounded cool. I don't know if I, I don't know if I like anime, though. Yeah, I know I David's really into, um, what's that anime show? He tweets about it sometimes. Neon Evangelion or whatever, I think it's called. Yes. Really? Evangelion oh, or whatever. Sure, sure, sure. Neon, Evan, Neon Genesis Evangeli Evangelion. Evangelion is what I just said, but I don't know how you pronounce it. Evangelion sounds good to me. It's not my vibe, but I bet that is a cool show? Question mark? <laughs> I bet Eric's like, yeah. fuck yeah, that's a cool show. <laughs> <laughs> Someone listening to this way. podcast is like, you guys are fucking assholes. You don't know shit about anime. And, and you would be our, right. You, our yes, straight guy right. patron. Yeah. No, I feel there's like a contingent of gay guys who like anime too. No, you're right. I'm being yeah. super reductive. <laughs> but <laughs> if not here, then where, you know? Cheers to being reductive. 
Can I read a list of our names of patrons? Or is everyone going to no. cringe and uns- unsubscribe? Yeah, don't dox them. Don't? Okay, well then. I don't think so. I won't then. Andy, Eric, well, Jody, Anna, Alec, Megan, Chris, <laughs> Kyle, Dylan, and Miguel. <laughs> I won't. But... <laughs> Reverse chronological order. Thanks to every last one of you. Thanks you so much. So should we talk about like music stuff? I mean, not a ton has happened since our last episode, but we could not try. What should we start with? Lana Mask? Um, That's barely music. I don't know what to say about that. Yeah. I don't know what to say about either. I mean, obviously, dumbass, then we're a fucking mesh mask. Mesh mask. She like, I mean, she's done it before. It's like a stunt at this point, isn't it? Yeah, honestly, I feel like she's trying just to promote her album by doing Outbridge. But even that, I think, is like too generous of her reading. I think she she was a bit clueless. And I know, she, she does seem deeply clueless. Yeah, I mean, she is. And she's a celebrity, so I imagine she lives in a bubble where everyone around her is constantly getting tested. You know what I mean? So she doesn't yeah. have to deal with it as much. Um, right. So she like probably forgot that you are not allowed to go out into the streets wearing like <laughs> a piece of mesh fabric on your on your face. I mean, she looked fucking great. Yeah, it was a, it was a great mask. Yeah, for sure. Her like, and it's funny because... <laughs> voluptuous <laughs> lips showing through. <laughs> slay. Did you know that, slay. Did you know that the... Like the original name for Lanistan was Little Lipsters. Little what? Lipsters. Because her lips were such a talking point when she first came out. They were. Yeah. They were too big of a talking point, yeah, for sure. Too big of a too big of a lips, too big of a talking point. Yeah. I don't know. The whole the whole discourse around this shit was so fucking R worded. Like, first of all, are we really still caring so much? I mean, obviously I understand that it's public health, but for the past months, we've seen Instagrams of Dua Lipa partying. We've seen, yeah. like, yeah. I don't know. We've seen crazy shit. Like, rich people obviously are living a different kind of COVID than the one we're yeah. living. That doesn't mean we shouldn't hate on them because it's fucking outrageous and unfair. I think it's just a matter of, like, maybe we talked about this when Lana first got canceled earlier this summer. Where, like, she already created a bad reputation for herself. And anything she does from this point on is going to be dragged. I mean, obviously, this right. was bad. So she deserves to get dragged for it. But... Like, people, like, insane Lana stands the day after were posting, like, oh, what about Megan Thee Stallion, who wore, like, a fake mask to SNL? Or, like, what about this person who did the same thing? Mm-hmm. And it's, like, honestly, if you're a Laniston, you have to come to terms with the fact that she's just going to be hated for the next few years. Kind of deservedly, kind of also just, like, exaggerated, but... Yeah. yeah. That reputation turned right around, didn't it? <laughs> she had like a <laughs> few months of goodwill <laughs> honestly <laughs> we had we i love that i say we she had 20, 20 <laughs> she and you <laughs> 2019 was the best year to be a lannistan everyone was yep. like reevaluating whatever think pieces they wrote over the past few years mm-hmm. everyone was loving the album she we finally sure looked, did. was seen as being like cool and critically acclaimed she got nominated for a bunch of grammys and then 2020 came that that Instagram post, that question for the culture came, and then it was just like downhill for the next few months. Oh. But yeah. Anyways, I don't know. Is there anything else to say about this mask situation? I would argue you've done the work for me. Yeah, it's over for sure. <laughs> yeah, nothing. Andy tweeted about it and he went viral. What? Really? Well, not really. He tweeted like, um, when is the moderator going to bring up Lana's mask? 
Oh, okay. That's and you funny. got like 50 likes. Yeah. 50's good. Yeah, pretty good. A COVID slay. Speaking of COVID, a country singer from The Voice got <laughs> kicked off SNL because he was caught partying on the weekend. Wait, wait, wait. I need you to recap the <laughs> sentence. A country, a country singer from The Voice yeah. got kicked out of SNL. What? Yeah. yeah. So he was, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you heard me. He was going to be on SNL this past weekend. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But then, like, he was at, like, some Mississippi University partying with, like, the first years, you know? Mm-hmm. And Lauren Michael was like, hell no, my liberal ass won't stand for it. Right. Yeah. And this guy's, like, pretty cute. I don't know. Some, like, stupid young country singer. I feel like the voice only works for country singers, you know? Totally. Like, n- like the voice is not iconic, but I guess country music is just always kind of down for another younger guy. Yeah, totally. Like, country music is so gay. <laughs> they love a young, buff guy. They definitely do, yeah. <laughs> so it's all about looks, because it's obviously not about talent. Clearly. Although the voice would imply otherwise right you're right it literally is the other like the opposite <laughs> i do feel like country people people who listen to country music are the only people who still watch like tv okay Maybe? that's right yeah or they like, like have the pvrs yeah they can record yeah. the shows they watch them yeah and they have cable they don't stream on laptops like pop and hip-hop fans probably do yeah that's exactly right. I don't know. That's a good point. I think that um, <laughs> the new Kim Cattrall show, Filthy Rich, okay. I think is like, I mean, it's Southern themed. So she has a Southern accent on, which is insane. Mm. But I do think it's for that audience as well. Really? Yeah. Kim Cattrall of all people? Right. No, yeah. She, I mean, she was controversial on Sex and the City, but maybe at this point, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. It's a weird show. If you've ever seen it, have you watched it yet? I've never watched it. Have you? Yeah, I watched the first few episodes. The first episode is like a full movie. It's cut like whiplash. Like it's so crazy. <laughs> it's so fast. Entire arcs happen in 30 seconds. Uh, like such a pilot, you know, like in that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it makes no fucking sense, but I would suggest it for Kim Cattrall. If you like, if you ever liked Sex and the City, you should watch it. Yeah. I did. It's not good, but it's worth watching. No, I've been watching... I guess that wasn't your question, but no, I haven't been watching that. I, I finally gave Shit's Creek a try. This is CanCon. Okay, go on. You know I love um, it. Oh, yeah, I forgot we talked about this already on the group chat. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm on season three and it gets harder to watch for some wow, reason. Wow, you got further than I thought. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm going to finish it because I, I'm still like somewhat yeah. entertained by it. Like, I thought um, you hated, like, during season one, you were texting me. So first of yeah. all, you've watched it really fast. But you like it, I guess. Did you get past the cringe at all or no? I feel like it's, this is really hard to explain. I've tried to explain it um, to everyone. But it's like, yeah, there's some a cringe element to it. But I just feel like there's something about the acting, specifically Dan Levy and the girl who plays Stevie, mm-hmm. that is this, oh, like, Stevie. super like overly jaded mm-hmm. but also like i don't know it's this this weird thing where they think that the acting will make up for the fact for the writing like they think that if mm-hmm. they act in this manner it'll make the writing more self-aware and funny but it doesn't really mm-hmm. work for me i find it really annoying sometimes 
but I do think there's really good writing in it. I think Catherine O'Hara is fucking amazing. Yes. Like the mom is like fucking amazing. Amazing, yeah. And it's entertaining enough. I mean, like considering the state of TV nowadays, it is one of the better things out there. I'm just hesitant to like recommend it to people. I've laughed out loud. Yeah, I've laughed for Mm. sure. For sure. There you go. That's a good, that's good enough to me. Yeah. I feel the problem with it too is just like, it's it's cringe. It's cringe. So it's something that I would feel sort of self-conscious recommending to anyone. Or like... I know that feeling. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But it's not well, a bad show. It's like... I mean, there I've seen definitely worse... It's a sitcom at the end of the day. So you can't expect it to be like a mm. super intellectual anything. No, it's a sitcom. And it's good at, at being a sitcom. Like for network comedy, like I... Mm-hmm. Like, you know what? Sometimes Mom is on, you know, that show. <laughs> I can't believe that show exists. Anna Ferris is so much better than that show. I know. The laughs are blaring loud, but there's not a single joke. Mm-hmm. There's not a single fucking joke in that show. Mm-hmm. So it's like when you compare something like that that actually is successful and has been on for, for a long sure. time and it's like syndicated, it's like, yeah, Schitt's Creek is a good show. Like, I laughed to Schitt's Creek. I laughed towards it. <laughs> <laughs> Towards the direction of the TV. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, though, like, watching it with a parent is probably the best way to do it. I think it would be really funny because... It's really funny with a parent, yeah. They never push it too far that it's awkward or anything. And whenever they do, the awkwardness is acknowledged. Like, there's an episode where Dan Levy's hooking up with this, like, really hot dude. The parents walk in and see him naked. So it's, like, this very, like, even when those situations of sex, like, exist... I mean, the show is written by a dad and a son, so it makes sense that it mm-hmm. would work like that for like someone watching with their parents. I believe in that scene, one person at a time walks in on them to a total yeah. of like three or four people. Yeah. It's very yeah. funny. Classic like sitcom <laughs> or like even just theater in general setup where like characters keep coming in situation. Yeah. And then of course, yeah. like Dan Levy's like rolling his eyes even more every time. That's and it. yeah, he is That's like it. jaded, but it's like, I don't know. For me, it all checks out. Like the way he's yeah. dressed. <laughs> The whole thing totally flows. Like, I get He's it all, like, you know? He dresses, like, kind of health goth, but a bit more more formal than that. It's not very track suity, but more like... No. It should be track Sweaters, by the way. It's like sweaters. It's all sweaters. Capes. Yeah, capes, but also sweaters. That means <laughs> okay. sweaters. I've seen, I've seen <laughs> enough sweaters on that show to know that there's sweaters. You know what? Um, I can distinctly remember a sweater with, like, words on the front stitched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always black, sometimes gray, but always black or I know, white. yeah. No, but he, like uh, somehow Dan Levy on that show, and even in real life really, manages to make black look unfashionable. Absolutely. And that's really hard to do, I think. That's a good, that's a skill. On TV, it's hard. Yeah, especially given that everyone on TV, especially in that show, because it's set in like rural Canada, everyone else is wearing like, I don't know. Plaid. George, or like, yeah, plaid. George, There's so yeah. much plaid. Like, yeah, Devin, Denver Hayes, or whatever. Joe Fresh, at best. Yeah, Joe Fresh. <laughs> and then he wears all black, but somehow it just doesn't work. I have a theory, which is <laughs> probably problematic. No, no, it's not Still. problematic. I'm fat myself, so like, I'm allowed to say it. It's Patreon, you can say whatever. And it's that he's fat. Oh. He's not fat, fat. He's not like humongous. He's not Lana Del Rey, but <laughs> he's like... I think he's <laughs> like mean. in between. Yeah, it's mean. <laughs> no, I love one. I guess not. he's like in between being a skinny person and being a fat person. We call that skinny fat. We call that skinny fat. Yeah, he dresses in a way that hides the fact, mm. which is why he relies on capes. 
sweaters, and blacks. And that's my theory. I'm feeling that theory. I do think sweaters exist that don't look that way. Like, it is his personal <laughs> style, you know what I mean? Like, that's the problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It is some truly wretched knits, you know? <laughs> I've been watching that. Um, or sorry, I wasn't watching that. You were watching that. I, I was watching that. And I will continue to watch it, honestly. Well, I'm glad you got into it, because I was worried you were going to bail on it. No, no, Because I do I find it very it funny. Yeah. I've been watching a show called... Um, I'm also Disclosure. It's called Departures. Have you heard of that show? <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, it's the travel show from like 2008 to maybe 2011. So it's like peak cargo short, peak Abercrombie. It's these <laughs> two bros. One of them is really fucking hot. They're both like kind of ripped. No They're like Canadians. No but it's like all muscle fit Abercrombie and like mm. cargo shorts and like distressed caps. And um, one of them has an eyebrow piercing, which I hate, but it is what it is. It's 2008. I'm looking for that. And it's a travel show. They go around the, the ducking world. They almost die in, like, Mexico. It's really something. From what? Like, they're ski-doing. I think it's Mexico. They're ski-doing open water, and then, like, the weather turns in a pretty crazy way. So it's, like, the two of them, plus their videographer, who's, like, equally hot. His name's Andre. And um, it's Justin, Scott, and Andre. <laughs> Most 2008 names I've ever heard. Oh, and, I think uh, you see them. They look pretty cute, yeah. They're so fucking cute. Justin's the hottest one. And um, they're, like, on this open water, and it's, like, such a real moment of, like, thunder about to hit them that they're, like, racing to get back to the land. And, like, the cameraman's just fully in it. It's, like, the camera's, like, pointed to the sky. It's, like, yeah. actual panic, you know? It's really, it's a crazy moment. When the camera and producer people are in the shot, you know, yeah. it's like actual trouble. <laughs> like totally, last, yeah. Last episode, Christian made the joke of like, bravo, bravo. That's like the equivalent yeah. of that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, last episode was so fun. I'm glad we did that with Christian. Yeah, that was really fun. Actually, to cap off this episode, should we talk about last episode? Because we got a cosign. Mm. Well, yeah, I, I tweet, I Instagram, I posted like a thing on the episode and Isabella, love story. Mm-hmm. said she was a fan of the pod she was like you guys are really funny <laughs> well, granted we did give her give her a really positive review so she might have been a bit biased yeah yeah i know she said she really enjoyed it and she said it, we were really funny yeah i believe the quote was omg you guys are so funny and then she said i'm a fan and then i did like a really corny no 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 we are the fans yeah <laughs> yeah no, 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 no. we but yeah, and then I told you, I was like, she just secured positive reviews for the next, like, five years. <laughs> yeah. That's PR. <laughs> From highly reputable music <laughs> critics of HLS. Yeah. The gay needle drop. Wait, I feel like in the topic list, there's tons of shit that we haven't talked about. Tons of shit. Tons of shit. Should we skim through the rest of this stuff quickly? So we have Mariah on social welfare. We have um. rarities, which we promised we would talk about and we didn't. We won't. We literally promised something last episode, didn't we? No, but to be fair, our promise was so vague that it doesn't really matter. <laughs> I don't think anyone took it very seriously. We said, if you're a Mariah Stan, listen to our next episode. Yeah. Um, because we were going to talk about the rarities. Yeah. Which we both sort of listened, but unfortunately didn't come out with like strong impressions, either negative or positive. That's a problem, I listened right? a few times. Yeah, same. I, I have a list of my favorites. Would you like to hear? Yeah, please. 
I mean, to me, I, I can't really get into early 90s music in general, or at least in terms of like R&B and pop. Right. It's like too corny for me. And I'm like, I'm trying to be post-corny, you know, like post-cringe. Like I don't really find cringe to be like exciting or to even talk about sometimes, you know? So I'm trying to like... That's so admirable of you, actually. Thank you. I'm trying to like dig into cringe and like kind of not care. Like I feel like second secondhand embarrassment has like ruled my life for too long. Yeah. So that's what I'm working with. Even even that said, I can't get into 90s Mariah, you know? Like, I've known that forever, and it's still true. Right. Like, early For 90s. Sure. No, okay, no, let no. me look. Um, I faved a few. The earliest one I liked was from 93, Do You Think of Me? Mm-hmm. Um, then I had 95, One Night. I had 96, Slipping Away. And then I had the Loverboy original version which in some ways we've alluded to when we talk about how like J-Lo steals songs because she stole the sample for this original version on I'm Real. No way, really? Yeah. So not the Murder Inc. remix. I mean, she's just like a, she's a thief. Her label really is a thief. But um, mm. if you listen to Loverboy, Firecracker, original version, comma, 2001 on the rarities, you will distinctly hear the sample from the original version of I'm Real by J-Lo crazy you'll hear it right away it's like loverboy takes a minute to use it but jlo's like this is the sample we're fucking using we're like putting it in the intro we're not (laughs) quitting it like we're like looping it for the whole fucking song so ultimately i think i'm real is a better song i'm listening to it right now and yes it's insane i listened to some of it and i i think i understand why you don't like it early mario was like i also don't love it as much i'm a i I think i'm a big mariah like not huge but like big enough and the early ones for me are the most boring they're more ballady they're not like to me mariah pops off when she's doing like kind of r&b-ish shit that is a bit more like upbeat i did like um there's a one from 2020 it says called save the day the one with lauren hill oh yeah yeah Yeah. do you think that was was, was just a sample but it was still you think that was like a session for caution interesting maybe she's working on a new album and it was like part of that and didn't Maybe. Really work out or something. Yeah. It sounds good enough to be a single to me. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. It was catchy enough even without the sample. I think it was kind of leaning on the Fuji sample too much even. Oh, absolutely. It's just that. It's like essentially you're listening to the song again, to the Fuji yeah. song again. Yeah. And Layla was saying, my friend Layla, over text, because I don't see fucking anyone anymore. She was like, I listened to Rarities, but it's like, what was it for? Exactly. And it's like, it's for the ebook, or sorry, it's for the audiobook, yeah. ebook, physical book. It's for her memoir. But I don't know. I mean, I liked hearing I, all these songs. It's kind of nice to hear them in chronological order, you know? Yeah. But, I don't think, I don't think the, hmm. the project or whatever was interesting enough to like warrant its existence, honestly. It seems to me just like another label money grab, which a lot of compilation hmm. albums tend to do. Well, I'm not listening to the live ones, you know what I mean? Like, that's not happening. Yeah, yeah. why would I listen to the live version? Those don't turn me on. They never have, yeah. Never, never. Unless the singer, like, completely changes, like, the vocal arrangements or something. I'm mm. always pretty unimpressed by, like, live shit. You know what? I, speaking of live shit, I just watched a Charlie XCX live stream this weekend. Oh, really? What did you hear about this one? She did no. all of How I'm Feeling Now, and then she did, like, Vroom Vroom for Encore... And like a few others. What? It was for Oculus. It was for it was like VR, but you could watch it on title. 
Iconic brands, I'm I'm saying. Yeah. (laughs) Iconic 2016 brands, you're saying. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I watched it on Tidal. I like got a link somehow from Fuck Yeah Charlie, in fact, on Twitter. And it was a fucking great show. No way. That album, I love it now. I love Seven Days. That's crazy. Because Charlie is not someone who you think is great live. I've only seen her for true romance like back in the day but i've never seen okay. her, her i've never seen her play new music live no she's good yeah. live i mean it, it's like auto-tune but it's kind yeah. of what you expect yeah it's like an energy if anything yeah exactly and like the the compositions are always different in kind of exciting ways and that was true for this too yeah that's when it makes it worth it like if they change it a bit somehow it's like interesting but if you're just like doing the same shit with worse vocals. It's not that interesting. Yeah. Should we talk about one last thing before we go? And then we'll like sum up the last hour yeah, of our lives. For sure. Okay. One more thing that I couldn't help but take note of. Azealia Banks on Twitter, as always, <laughs> we can't keep her name out of our mouths. Literally, we can't. She made a comment about Tanache, who we like. Who we sort of stand. It was about... a Kate video that he just released for a song from last year called The Worst in Me with Tanache. Mm-hmm. It's a great video. Um, it's like it's spooky. Oh yeah, okay, what did you think? I came from watching, this is such an embarrassing thing to admit, but the, in the gay group chat we've been talking about The Weeknd. Yeah. The gay chat can't get enough of The Weeknd this year. <laughs> yeah, somehow we all started listening to The Weeknd at the same time. We did, yeah. Unfortunately for literally all of us. <laughs> This video looks a lot like a video from The weekend for um, In Your Eyes. In Your Eyes. It's like 70s, 80s horror movie pastiche with yes. uh, Zayna, who's like a Tumblr slash Instagram icon. And it looks a lot like that to me. It's like kind of the same shit. So it's like a bit less impressive. But I guess like if I hadn't seen The weekend video so much recently, I would probably think it's a bit more impressive. I thought it was good. Maybe I haven't seen that video. But I will say, do you remember when... People would call stage lighting bisexual lighting. <laughs> like any Ugh. colored light, you know, like red, blue, purple, or green was bisexual lighting. Literally. <laughs> so it had bisexual lighting. It was because of that Black Mirror episode. There, that's not why, but in the, tweet, in the tweets about this kind of lighting, they always included a screenshot from that, for sure. I do love that episode. I think that's the last one I ever watched of Black Mirror, San Junipero. Yeah, I don't like that that much. I was stunned by it. I feel like I was one of the people who were stunned by Black Mirror at the time. Although I never like got back into it after because it was like a little bit too traumatic, frankly. <laughs> Especially the one where he like gets stuck in a video game and like something like he dot di- like his mom dies or something. I forget. Like the horror video game? Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one was really awful. There's one. The one that I really liked was when this like woman was imprisoned and her punishment was that every day she had to relive the same like really traumatic day i didn't see it sounds bad that one's like i think it's like an early one it's like really fucked um yeah it's like really twisted pretty twisted i like i liked black mirror but i just didn't love that century per episode well whatever (laughs) but the point the point wasn't that of this conversation certainly not This is real late episode <laughs> hours. So the point was... Yeah, what was The it? point was, at Queen 2001 which is Azealia Banks herself, <laughs> tweeted, 
about former this rapper. video. Yeah. Tweeted, finally, something not corny from Tanene. <laughs> I like this. Katronata can't miss. <laughs> and when you send that to And the- then you texted me. Yeah, exactly. I sent it to you. We're on the same page here. I sent you the screenshot and you were like, the amount of bad opinions in one tweet. Yep. <laughs> I couldn't disagree more with every state, like with every clause in that sentence. The clauses being finally something the- not corny from Tanene and yes. Katronata can't miss. Exactly, exactly, exactly. To me, Kate Tornado is like the epitome of corny. Like, to me, thinking that Tanashi is corny, Kate Tornado is not, it's like yeah. wild. I can't imagine that, like, train of thought at all. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. They're the same in a way. There's like, if the we're sa- calling that corny, they're yeah, the same. Yeah, right. But what I think Tanashi is better is that Tanashi commits to the, like, pop aesthetic more. Like, Tanashi knows mm. that she's a pop. Girl, she's not anything more highbrow than that. Kei Tornado has this vibe where he just tries to me, at least. To me, it's my opinion. To me, he like, <laughs> <laughs> he like brings or like launders or like appropriates sounds and things from serious, quote unquote, electronic music. And then he filters it for like mm. moms, aunts. And like high school girls, if that makes sense. Mm. Like okay. to me, I don't think his music is bad. Like to me, it reminds me a lot of like, remember that remix of um, "Say My Name" by like Cyril Han? Is that his name or something? Of course, amazing yeah. reference. Yeah, it's an amazing, it's an amazing remix. But to me, that's not cool electronic music. It's just not cool. It's good, mm. but it's not cool. In fact, I would say it's corny. That to me that is, is what Tronada is. Cyril Han, corny. Exactly, but amazing. Amazing remix, like amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, I'm going to say this. I dare you to DJ a restaurant and not play Tronada, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but you're just proving my point. <laughs> it's not possible. There's, yeah, a, yeah. there's a point for it. In a way, <laughs> I'm surprised he's not a huge star because everyone fucking loves Tronada. And is it corny? Maybe. Does it all sound the same? Certainly. Does he do a good job of it? Yes. Yes. I think that's all that matters when it comes to him. I think he always sounds good. And that album from last year, from December of last year, terrible time to release an album. It's good. You should listen to it. It's a good album. And speaking of Tinashe, I think the try-hardness is cornier than a, like, funky, like, grocery store bop. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. A funky H&M bop, really. But again, I'm post-corny. I'm post-cringe. Yeah, 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 I've ascended. I see where you're coming from. So I'm okay with all of it. And I think we both we both agree that it's not like Katrina is a bad musician or that he ba- makes bad music. It kind of comes down to what kind of person enjoys Katrinado. Mm-hmm. And to which goes back to your idea of like corniness. Katrina is not a bad musician. He doesn't make bad music. But something about his music is just cringe. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm shocked when Azalea Banks says that... We're back, yeah. Tintin is corny, but not Keytronada. Like, to me, that's like, what? What are you saying? But in her defense, there's plenty of things to say about Tinashe that make her corny. Mm-hmm. Like, Tinashe's career, unfortunately, because she doesn't deserve that, because she's pretty talented, but her career nowadays is just her trying so fucking hard 
to maintain any relevance. Mm. She deserves better, but unfortunately, because her label did her dirty, she's at a point in her career where she's like, what, three albums in? Maybe two, I forget. Mm. But they don't, they just don't make a splash. Like none of her albums, they have like a one week discourse cycle and then they're gone. Like no one thinks about Tinashe a week after her releases. You know what the thing is? R&B just isn't popular. Like R&B music, singles, albums. It's like, they have their fans. I'm, I am them. A lot of people (laughs) we know are them. The R&B community, much like the hyperpop community. Yeah, it's like such a female genre that it's like not on the radio really, you know, at least not in Canada. Maybe in the US, there's more like urban skewing stations. I mean, obviously, but... Right. It's a yeah. it's a black female genre. Mm. And like gay boys like it, you know, and like yeah. middle-aged women like it. Yeah. And I mean Tanache is not really those demographics, but that's what she's doing. And she hasn't like made pop music really since like the Chris Brown feature. Um yeah. was it like player? Damn, that was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. The thing about R and B specifically too is that I feel like in the early two thousand tens it was like trendy or like it had a a few years where it really was popping off Mm -hmm. but the bubble sort of burst sort of burst and now there's a lot of artists out of that bubble only like maybe solange and frank ocean were able to establish a long-term career and now we're seeing like a lot of artists like struggling with okay r&b is no longer like mainstream so what do we do with our careers yeah tinash is a part of that unfortunately so to that tweet, someone responded, watch your damn mouth when speaking about Nashay girl. <laughs> and Azealia responded, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, that's the extent of the discourse. I think we're done. <laughs> I think we're done. <laughs> so what are our takeaways? What did we learn this episode? Something new we're trying. We learned that. Um... <laughs> I don't know. We learned that gay men are going to kill, like, destroy the community, their own community. Mm. We learned that. We learned that we don't give a fuck about mask discourse anymore. By mask, I mean, like, literal face masks. Right. Yes. We learned that um, perhaps the best thing for everyone's mental health is to go post-cringe. People should join me. Yeah. I do need help, you know? I need support. Perhaps we should just enjoy what we enjoy with no second thoughts about what's corny and what's not. Even, yeah. if, that, even if that includes Kate Trinata. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Juan has like a Buddha pose happening, like <laughs> thumb and index finger in a circle. <laughs> I don't know where I'm So that's that on that from <laughs> Juan himself, Juan D. Williams. <laughs> oh, yeah, we learned that. <laughs> Wendy Williams, the Wendy Williams show is, you don't want to learn how the sausage gets made, essentially. Uh, the sausage is pretty tasty, but the process of making it is boring as fuck. And that's that. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, yeah. I guess it's been an hour now. I'm like drunk now, so I don't even know what's happened. So, we'll see you next week. Yeah. Thank you to our patrons. It's a good time to tell a friend about Hot Local Singles. I'm sure you have, but rate us five stars, dare I say, on Apple. And yeah, we'll see you next week. Bye.
Bye.